0: Yeah. My name is Abhay Arndekar, and I share conversations with talented and interesting individuals linked to the global Indian and South Asian community. It's informal and informative, adding insights to our evolving cultural expressions, where each person can proudly say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhaid Arndekar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, I'm joined by bamboo flute and classical Indian music artist, Rakesh Chaurasiya. Stay tuned. Awesome. So you've made it this far into listening, and I'm truly thankful for that. Thanks also for subscribing to the podcast, and thanks also for telling all your friends. Okay, so listen. For me, in my mind's eye, and for my own ears, when I think of the music that represents the Indian culture that's timeless, unbound, classical, versatile, serene, and yet powerful all at the same time, the bamboo flute or bansuri squarely is at the forefront of that sonic landscape. Leading the charge these days as the ambassador of this instrument, the music it represents, and the music that's being created by it now, is Rakesh Jaurasya. He's the nephew and student of the legendary Pandit Hari Prasad Chaurasia, blending a reverence to a traditional purity with innovation and personal style, helping to reach new and evolving audiences. Rakesh has performed all over the world with elite artists of every genre, seamlessly showcasing the Indian bamboo flute with his versatile expertise, and his latest fusion single entitled Tatwa, released this past month on Merchant Records. We caught up recently and talked about continuous learning through art, about his deep spiritual passion for the bamboo flute, which he brought by the way and played for us gratefully, and about how the pandemic has made him even more grateful on Janmashtami, of his guru's tradition of all the students playing the bamboo flute for 24 hours straight.
1: From the day of his birth time in the night, some 12 o'clock a.m. till next day, 12 o'clock in the night. Wow. So it's like like practicing for the whole year. And maybe because uh, Hariji, I call him Babaji. Babaji thought that this is the best purity form to mm-hmm. say that it will means yeah. dunya, maybe, or the, the premises where the guru Kul is there. Yeah, sure. the, maybe because we just play for ourselves and for Lord Krishna for nothing yeah. else. No audience means there a lot of people come in and out. But this, I think, pandemic has changed people's uh, uh, thought process. Mm-hmm. Ki, human beings are for human beings, we, we should help each other, we should share the pain and sorrow of everyone.
0: When you are, you know, on stage, or even mm-hmm. practicing, or performing, you know, is each and every one of those experiences a new spiritual experience? Is there something different each time you actually put your hands on the basiti and, uh, and even breathe life into it? it is that itself whether you're performing or not, is that itself kind of a spiritual experience for you?
1: I, yeah, definitely. There's a difference when we perform and when we practice. So yeah. when we set for practice, we should know what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And this is also for the students. You know, because generally we want to practice things which has already been set in your hand or in your brain. But yeah. trying something new, you have to focus. What are you practicing? Because at the same time, a lot of people say that oh, I practice for 10 hours, I practice for 15 hours, but still I'm not getting in my hand, in my brain. Yeah. So maybe if you're just doing, this is not a military, you know, right. exercise that, okay, in the morning you get up five o'clock, take your gun, hold it up <laughs> and run for so many kilometers. No? Right. You have to focus what you're doing. So in that case, if you're not focusing, you might land up doing wrong practice.
0: Mm. Do you need to have that almost real in some ways, I wouldn't say, maybe not spiritual quality, but that focus quality, that, that presence and engagement, you have to concentrate in order for that to uh, actually manifest itself. When you're practicing yeah. or even when you're performing, is, is there some concentration level that requires, in some way, that kind of relationship with the instrument or that, that spiritual quality to it, if you will?
1: Right. Well, it's not required, but it happens. When you're focusing, when you're practicing the right thing, so maybe sometime I felt that, okay, I've I just visited God and came back, you know, just yeah. a shake hand and back. Because right. the connection to, towards the spirit, spirituality is the main music, you know. Yeah. So if you're more, if you're not showing off your talent or you're not practicing for some reason, it happens on its own. It means sometimes we try to meditate and we cannot do it. It's right. not possible. Yeah. But sometimes it happens in the second. Maybe your mind is in that state of that is okay, it's ready. The door is open, you can go and visit. Yeah. But with Babaji, what we have learned that when you start, when you begin, you have to please yourself, play for yourself. Because if you are liking it, definitely from if you're playing from your heart, it's going to reach everybody's heart.
0: Is there something that is additive? when you're performing or practicing with others, as opposed to performing or practicing on your own, meaning that you feed off of the collaboration that's going on on the stage with other artists.
1: That's, yeah, that's a different thing. That's a learning process. Okay, what he has done, what move is like a chess game. You know, When you play chess, you have to wait for the move, what the move you're getting from, then you, have, then you decide. So definitely some artists are very encouraging. They give you a lot of tip and then we try to Grab the same phrase and try to play in our style. Uh, what will suit in our instrument? But when it comes to audience, audience plays a very big role. They're listening with their heart and they enjoy. It. So you can see in the eyes, in the yeah. eyes, you know. So you can really feel it.
0: I've I've uh, read you know that occasionally when in a performance you might throw in a almost like a surprise. So mm-hmm. whether that's a, a melody here or there, or even the melody of a, a Nokia ringtone, uh, you know, <laughs> things like that. Maybe if you can reflect a little bit upon that. But I, I wonder, especially for classical Indian music and such a mm-hmm. rich traditional art, is it important for classical music in some way to be playful and fun? It can be, because as the classical,
1: but not adding all this Nokia tune and uh, good, bad, ugly, because- when you're presenting classical, it has to be thorough classical. In classical, we have a lot of moods. We have all seven dresses, you know, singaras, yeah. meditative, it's uh, romantic, we have uh, spiritual ragas. So it being presented that way. But when you are, when we do classical, we don't try to mix and match. But when we do light music after the second yeah. half or something, then we try looking at the audience. There's a lot of kids we can see, so they should also enjoy. I mean, yeah. sometimes the audience which I have come for the first time
0: yeah
1: so sometimes if they don't understand uh generally what the classical scenario in india and maybe in abroad in abroad they enjoy because they come with the meditative mode okay today i'm glad ah, to you know yeah. classical music is nice and serene and divine right but sometimes people have a misconception that okay to uh to listen to classical music we should know classical music yeah So if if I'm not into that uh, genre, I shouldn't be going in, no. Because sometimes you can enjoy the music just to have an attraction that, okay, this instrument is not only classical. Maybe they go home back, no, next time, no classical because it's too long, too lengthy, and everybody's so quiet sitting. Yeah,
0: serious. (laughs)
1: Seriously, yeah. So uh, I I generally, personally don't feel like uh, showcasing that classical music is so serious and no, you cannot laugh, you cannot stretch. No, it's not that. It's just to enjoy, you know. And it's all music. A lot of people think that, okay, uh, some people think jazz is not for me, rock is not for me, or maybe I don't like that music. It's not that because that music is not good because you're understanding. Uh, you're not prepared to understand what the music is for.
0: Wow. So in that way, it's it's equally important, not only just in the presentation of the music, but in the reception and the preparation to be enamored or embrace the music for what it is. Because I've, I've felt this sometimes that when I'm prepared to have that almost academic experience of listening to Indian classical music, then I'm really in that mode of listening to it as an academic exercise. Yet for the person who's not prepared to do that, and maybe listening to Indian classical music for the first time, it sounds like for, for sure that they have to be prepared to embrace it for what it is and then walk away right. with it with some kind of response and, and experience that hopefully will compel them to come back. So somewhere the right note hits and it, it's vibrating your system, you know. so you feel good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. Sometimes we have to mix and match so they can try to understand. They can relate, oh, I've heard this somewhere.
0: You know, I was going to ask, you have uh, grown up in this, in this art form and really? lived it. Mm-hmm among obviously the most prominent luminary, you know, there is in your Guruji, but then also around other master musicians and uh, mm-hmm. luminaries who are artists or actors and, and whatnot. From each of these experiences, are there some lessons that even today that you recall and say, oh, well, this is something that I really picked up from watching this artist, or this is something that I picked up uh, really understanding from Amitabhachan? In the, in the sense that, you know, some of these people who may have nothing to do with basity, yet there are mm-hmm. rich lessons that you learn from them. Are are there some of those that kind of speak to you even today?
1: Well, uh, yeah, it happens most of the time because uh, when we do collaboration also mm-hmm. with some Western musician or guitarist or something, as I mentioned before, that we try to, it's all always about learning. There's something always there that you can grab, you can learn. And then you incorporate in your music, in your instrument, the way you like it. Right. So there's all small tips about energy, about the speaking, about the healthcare and this everything to learn from each other. You know?
0: Obviously, the specifics about breathing and, and resonance and the techniques that you've learned so much has being around some of these artists and master musicians, has it taught you something about how, how do you be a professional artist?
1: Personally, when I started learning and when I was was practicing, when I was like four and a half and never thought that I I can become a performer. I can uh, this will be my earning and this will be my living. Uh, It was just uh, fun sake, you know. We started. Oh, it's such a beautiful instrument, and and I was very naughty boy. (laughs) I'm still a very outstanding. uh, uh,
0: As long as you're self-aware and you can admit that, right?
1: (laughs) <laughs> I was always standing standing out of the class, so I was called outstanding. <laughs> Perfect. Very good. Yeah. Like yeah. But when I played for my school, yeah. when I was like seven or eight, and the appreciation what I got from teachers, the professors, and everybody, so I got to know that, oh, wow, the music has so much of importance. You know, the, all the tantrums were gone. My homework was not done. Still, I was in the class. Okay, okay. It's fine. So then from that was my turning point, I took the music so seriously.
0: And is in that way, is that lens of not looking at, at it as a profession and more of a joy love. in some ways, is that the secret to making it a profession?
1: Making it happen, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it happens on its own. I mean, so yeah. Suddenly you start getting a call for, okay, we have a small gathering, can you play for us? Okay, then somebody listens and listens. It's like a mouth advertisement and slowly suddenly you'll see you landed in a stage. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and, in, and in Indian Padati, what we have Guru Shish Parampara, the, the Guru start taking the young ones with them as a support on stage, you know, and then that is because that just to you get rid of that audience fear, that is, yeah. you know, the killer
0: and especially it's like a apprenticeship right i mean it's there's nothing ah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. bringing someone along with you to actually join in and develop their confidence
1: no. yeah and suddenly uh, in nowhere uh, your teacher just leaves you on stage and you be on your own
0: you know you say this and i'm thinking of so many lessons that ongoing right by observing and listening your Guruji, and again, other master mm-hmm. musicians, Zagirji, or, or Shiv Kumarji, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. Have, how have those observations, in fact, made you a better teacher to those who are now coming behind you? Uh,
1: the teaching process has been changed now a little bit. Everything <laughs> is gone online, and in our times, I'm not too old, but there wasn't so much of availability, you know. Now you just on a fingertip, you click anything, and everything is there. You can go and search in Google whatever you want. Right. But learning in front of your teacher is a total different scenario.
0: Yeah. You know, is there are there these tangible things that in fact you you just can't get from online learning?
1: I, initially, I avoid uh, taking a new student online because there's always a latency, you know, it's yes. very difficult to uh, teach or learn with the tempo. But same at the same time, the posture of your instrument, how you're sitting, we cannot make out and that creates a problem later on because if the fingering is wrong, if you started in a wrong position, then it will be very difficult to play faster phrase, gamaks, and main. Yeah. So for the advanced student, it's still okay.
0: Yeah. But, you know, some of these uh, musicians, and and not just in Indian classical music, but musicians mm-hmm. of any genre, when you are watching them perform or collaborating with them, are there some uh, takeaway points that you're making and understanding, saying, "Ha, huh, this is something now I can incorporate, or, uh, as you said, the learning process is constant, and does that translate to when you're uh, sharing this with another student or someone who's also trying to, to uh, advance themselves? Uh,
1: this happens not a lot because uh, initially the students want to focus on classical. So because if your classical once the foundation is strong, hmm. right. then you can build anything. So yes, what right. happens that's that's a little bit lacking nowadays uh, the students wants to learn also and they want to play with everybody in any kind of music so they in in the mind they get mixed up you know sometimes yeah. the light music shows there's a shadow of light music in the classical so we have to learn you know, this kind of grace would immediately turn your the mood of the raga into a light music you know. so basically thoroughly you need to it's a basic practice of every instrument. You know, yeah. Just yeah. to have a good control in your hand. Yeah. So that long note, and it's quite boring,
0: but you have to go. I, I mean, for me, it's quite beautiful, but sure. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, you
1: know. no, for the student, because they just want to play ragas, like yeah. my 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 son also started, just started learning, and I can see means that speed and everything, and I have to tell them slow, slow, slow. <laughs> This thing happened with me also. I was going to say, this decided. is probably a cycle
0: <laughs> here, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's age and that energy, you know. And uh, Babaji used to tell me, why you play always fast? And I, I used to think when I used to come back home. Well, does, when your speed is there, you have been appreciated. He said, no, then what? Your whole quota and your whole thing is gone in 15 minutes? Then if you have to play for an hour, then what are you going to do? Yeah. So that slow practice was like the therapy for your... Breathing exercise also at the same time. That we forget.
0: What you just mentioned, is, is there a way to gracefully mature when, as you age as an artist? Are these the kinds of things that only experience teach you? That, in fact, slowing down uh, when you perform or, you know, pacing Definitely. yourself, right? Is, 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 this the, is this the secret to longevity?
1: its It's like, you know... Uh, it's like a growing tree, you know. Yeah, it will only give you fruits when it's totally grown up. Mm. You cannot expect before timing. And listening, that, that's a problem. The the young generation is not listening to music also. Listening also is a learning process. When you listen to the music, then you think, oh my God, from the beginning, this artist is just playing fast phrases. Yeah. It means I am, there's a perpetration in me, you know. So definitely for the normal people, it will be like, oh my God, when they go out. Oh, my God, my head it was so heavy. And suddenly, if next day you listen to an artist which is like singing like a calm and long notes and everything, with a lot of expression and everything, definitely. Yeah. Uh, one is a performer. That, that change your thought process. Oh, my God, this, this kind of music I like. Yeah. So I should incorporate it in my playing also, because if I liked it, definitely this is my choice. Yeah. So you should know what you like it, first of all. Yeah. people don't know what you like or when you just land up in a shop and you decide still deciding for 10 minutes which flavor ice cream should i have <laughs> i mean i want to have an ice cream but which flavor no you're standing and looking at it the, then you decide which color you like or which flavor you like <laughs> right right so this happened we are human being it happens you should notice what you like which color you like so suddenly you know when you go for a shopping you pick always a black t-shirt because you like it black shirt and everything <laughs> So it's, you should know what you like it.
0: Well, and you know, in 2021, when everything is so fast paced and everything is available, like you said, instantly, right? You can, Sorry. you know, you yeah. can find anything, you can search anything, everything is so democratized, right? There's no, there's not much to the discovery process. And in that way, it, does that bode well for classical Indian music when everyone's attention span is is so low?
1: Uh sometimes it can be a wrong interpretation because somebody has written and, you know, uploaded it. Mm. It's not coming by itself. You know? yeah. Because one of my students was playing uh, some Raga and some, with the wrong note, I said, because somebody just forgot to mark that Komal note. Mm-hmm. And he was playing a different raga altogether. I said, which raga is there? No, no, on Google I found it and I, this was the notes. So it can be you know dangerous sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, just like any anything else, it can be a misinterpretation or a misinformation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: everybody is now the, like like medicines, everybody's checking and having it. Right. But maybe it, it was suitable for you, but not for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and does that does that mean that? we have to remind ourselves of the rigor and the study and the, in some ways, kind of reverence that we need to have towards these very, very historically classical disciplines in order to not make those misinterpretations.
1: Yeah, not remind, but you have to be a little conscious and uh, caution take, means you have always uh, ask people, you know, before doing it, Second yeah. opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion. So yeah. that is necessary. If you're just following the Google or whatever means, it's there. A lot of information is there, but when it comes to music, somebody has written it. Yeah. So you have to be careful. Who has written it? Double check with all well, this.
0: And, and this takes a lot of patience, right? And seemingly people don't have patience to do that. So it, does that mean that the survival of Indian classical music is for that matter in jeopardy. Meaning, how, how do we how do you actually try and and make sure that there is always a new interest in and in fans and also artists to, who can make this art form survive in in the right way?
1: We are responsible, the generation which comes down that that new generation. How to make them attract and see music. Is not a study that okay. You syllabus, you just complete this, and this happened You got a result. For us, I always say every concert is exam for us. Yeah. And after the exam, instantly you get the result with the applause and with the appreciation. okay what was the exam today? What, what I did? You know. Yeah. So like, I had some years back. I have come with the the album called Raph, Rockish and Friends. Yeah. So in that. It was a fusion album because I came to know that a lot of young generations are not attending the classical at concerts yeah. because the thing, this is not our kind of music. So I I, play, I, I came up with this album and I, I could see a lot of uh, young people enjoying this. It was the same Raga. All the pieces were based on ragas and everything was there, but somehow they got introduced to a nice tone or have, uh, maybe they have not heard the flute before. Yeah. But I, I saw them coming into my infusion concerts and everything. And then I saw the same faces attending my classical concert. Somehow they liked the playing or the sound of the instrument or whatever. God knows. Right. So this is our responsibility, how to make it interesting. You know, generally everybody, like I, I, I want to tell the parents also whose kids want to pursue for classical music. Right. You know, first of all, they, they put a fear in them. No, 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 you cannot pursue classical music, but do you have the energy to practice for 16 hours? You yeah. don't have to practice 16 hours. No. One hour also concentrated with interest. Focus is more than enough.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you one thing. You know, You mentioned your fusion album. And I would imagine that music is one of those art forms that really has no boundaries. And the possibilities in that way are endless. For classical Indian music, is it important to have some boundaries? Is it important to have some structure There
1: definitely not some, there is a boundary.
0: How and how how do you communicate that?
1: We have time cycles, we have the early morning raga, morning raga, then late morning, afternoon. And a lot of people say, Okay, how it matters, you know, if you're playing in an auditorium, it's already dark, right? But, but if you go in very, you know, deep, it is when the sun sun is there on your head, on top of your head, you can feel that heat. So, what? Happens with that your blood flow is you know high tide low tide and all that matters right. the system and chakras. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you if you play the right raga at the right time, yeah, you can really feel it. you, know. yeah. you can feel the vibration of the lag of the, every note. And if the notes are in good pitch and everything, it it really works on your system.
0: And and it, are those the boundaries so that even if you're playing with a jazz guitarist or you are trying to no then, no
1: no 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 then then we, then we then we cross the boundaries because when yeah. we when you announce okay I'm I'm playing rag Yemen, I'm playing rag joe. keeping that boundary now what you can do so if I I have a flute I can show you if I play as a normal rag joe, I have to follow the rules and regulation so I'll play like rag joe, the way we present rag jo yeah. Oh, my
0: God.
1: If I play the same uh, rag joke based fusion, uh, it will sound different. Just a difference of approach, different approach totally. That's why it's they say it's a big task. And you have to follow all the rules and regulations.
0: Well, and and there is a responsibility to that. And as yeah. Yeah. you know, for you now leading the charge of in some ways kind of uh, holding the reins of the future, are there pieces of advice that you have? For those who are now, maybe for the very first time, their kids uh, at this age, and they're they're watching you perform and they're thinking about uh, music, and and what's maybe some of your advice for them as as they're now embarking on their own journeys uh, into Indian classical.
1: The first, the difficult. Uh, I'll talk about the fluid. The first difficult part is to create a sound because in our instrument it's not electronic. That it's a keyboard or drum. You just hit it and the sound is ready made. First of all, you have to create a sound, then music. Mm. So to create a sound might take two minutes, two days, or maybe two months. So generally, you know, we take a bottle of coke, any anything. You try blowing it. You know, it's yeah. a system that the half. Throw should go in, and the half blow should go out. Yeah. Once you get the tone, then it's then it's fine. You can. It's one of the simplest instruments. What I think, I think Lord Krishna was so clever at that time. He had chosen such an instrument which doesn't have any skin, any strings, nothing to tune. But to play this instrument in tune, you have to tune yourself.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and and because that feels so no, so natural in that way. Right. Is it is it simply an extension in that way of who you are? I mean, it, does your per, your personality, your hopes, your dreams, your fears,
1: mm-hmm.
0: does, does at some point the instrument become kind of an expression of, of you as a person?
1: Uh, for me personally, yeah, I'm I'm like incomplete without my instrument. Like if I'm sick, sometime if I'm not feeling good, if I'm sad, if I'm very happy, so this is the first thing where I come and share it, and yeah. I feel nice yeah but it, this happens every musician I'm sure what they do uh, they like it that's why they're there you know yeah. so this instrument and you become one it's yeah. it's, it's also uh, you know we say it's, it's living thing you know because yeah. you blow your heart into it yeah. and it responds so now the way you're going to re- blow it it's going to respond you know? so, or even the way you're going to play it whatever you say the music um, is a therapy, it's a, it's a full it's food for your soul. If some people say that, oh, I'm not musical, I'm busy with my business and it will be alive because God has given music in you. What you speak is your pitch and the heartbeat is your tempo, rhythm. So without these two things, you're not alive.
0: Rakeshji, it's such a treat to have a conversation with you and learn so much uh, about my pleasure, my pleasure. all the things that you do and and more than anything else, your incredible embrace and love and responsibility towards Indian classical music. Thank you so much for being with us, and I hope you'll come back at some point and join us again.
1: Sure, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Ava
0: And thank you, Rakesh Ji, for the wonderful gift of your music. Please check it out on Spotify or Apple Music, and see the Tattva video on YouTube as well. Jai Shri Krishna, everyone. Until next time, I'm Abhaydar Nikar.